Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Locked On Cardinals. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Follow Bo and Bob Brack. Continue to like, uh, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Things are getting bigger and bigger by the day, Bo. Um, Peter Schrager reached out to him, let him know that he won the uh, Schrager Rappaport uh, podcast off uh, in the landslide fashion. Uh, sent me back a smiley face. So uh, thank you again to Peter Schrager for joining us earlier in the week. This is my favorite show of the offseason, Bo. You know why? First of all, you know why? It's because it's brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. It is the AJ Green podcast, Bo. We do have to throw it on Thursday in the final segment, but there's been a flurry of news surrounding AJ Green in a positive fashion coming out of camp. An article written by Josh Weinfuss about DeAndre Hopkins and AJ Green that we're going to kind of highlight in the second segment, we're going to pretty much run down who the Cardinals are playing and put their wide receiving core up against the Cardinals and which you'd rather have. Uh, and also yesterday afternoon, Lewis Riddick, one of the most respected minds in football, had something very interesting to say about A.J. Green. Again, in a positive fashion. Bo, are you surprised that you know it's more the play on the field than the name recognition that is kind of carrying A.J. Green through this, uh, you know, through training camp and preseason? Yeah, I'm kind of surprised to hear especially a guy like Lewis Riddick come out and say he looks like 2015 AJ Green, which is that's nothing to bat an eye at. I mean, that's 2015 AJ Green was a pro bowl caliber wide receiver. He was in the top five arguably of, of the wide receivers at the time. So if he's, if he could be that half the time, the Arizona Cardinals are going to be in a very good spot. So, you know, it, it, you got to take it with a grain of salt, you know, as we kind of joked about, don't overreact to preseason results. Don't overreact to training camp uh, performances. But at the same time, like it's it's very encouraging. It's very encouraging for a guy who's kind of disappeared for the last two seasons uh, that the Arizona Cardinals could have tapped into somebody, you know, on the off the trash heap and turned him into the playmaker playmaking guy that they needed opposite DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I mean, and and let's look at this very simply. This isn't Des Bryant. Okay, this isn't a guy who played, peaked, was out of the league for a few years, and then came and had a couple touchdown catches with Baltimore. You know, this is a guy who's played. He played all 16 games last year. He had Joe Burrow, who fell in love with T. Higgins in week five, Bo. Uh, apparently, according to you, because you had T. Higgins on your fantasy football team, so you knew that. Um, and then he had Ryan Finley the rest of the year after Joe, uh, after Joe Burrow went down. So you kind of have to look at the situation and say, you know what? They're a bad team. He wasn't utilized correctly, but he did play all 16 games. It wasn't an injury-riddled year like, like he missed the 2019 season because of. This is a different situation you're coming to the Valley, and I've continued to say this. The floor for A.J. Green is just higher than a lot of receivers in the league. It, he could just waltz in and be a wide receiver three pretty much on any team. doesn't matter. Kansas City, whoever. He just has that floor, and if he's given the opportunity like he's going to get in Arizona – some somewhat by need and somewhat by his because of his talent, he's gonna pop in my opinion if he stays healthy. He's gonna have seven, eight, nine targets a game, Bo. There's gonna be 25 targets to go around. 
It's it's just I I I remain skeptical just because of the age, just because Larry Fitzgerald seems to be one of one as far as guys who at that age were able to kind of have a career resurgence. Because as far as the NFL is concerned, and that's this is like the the big the big thing as far as Father Time and his undefeated record outside of Tom Brady, uh, that you know guys just don't figure it back out. They don't find a new way to be productive and kind of turn back the clock a little bit. So, you know, I remain a little, you know, I'm, I'm going to take it with a grain of salt, uh, but it is an interesting debate. And, and also, this is kind of the first time we've seen, outside of DeAndre Hopkins, a guy that's been productive in this league added to the wide receiver core because it's been pretty much just a, a ton of rookies that have been drafted in this organization. And some some have had some good seasons. You know, John Brown, J.J. Nelson had his moment before really falling off a cliff. Uh, obviously, you've got the trio right now of Christian Kirk and Andy Isabella and uh, now Rondell Moore. It's like those guys haven't developed at the pace that I don't think anybody wants. Rondell Moore, we don't know yet. But we haven't seen a proven commodity come in via free agents, via via trade outside of Nook that uh, we, we just haven't seen what that looks like for the Arizona Cardinals offense. You know, I'm so excited. We're talking about this. Like, I'm sorry. I mean, it, like I've loved AJ green forever and the floor. The, I, I have Bo. It's true. Can I be a fan of a player from a different this organization? That's now an Arizona Cardinal wearing that wearing the one eight on the outside, but there's a couple stipulations that comes with this one. Mm-hmm. Kyler has no excuse at this point. Because, again, in the second segment, we're going to be running down who the Cardinals play and if you'd rather have the Cardinals wide receiver room or the opposing team's wide receiver room. There's no safety net for excuses now, barring any sort of injury, because this is one of the best, according to Lewis Riddick, a top five potentially wide receiver room in the NFL. Okay? And look, he puts Rondo Moore ahead of Christian Kirk, probably rightfully so. Do that for our podcast listeners. What I saw from A.J. Green at hashtag Cardinals practice today looked like the 2015 version. He was fire emoji. AZ (laughs) has the potential to have top five uh, to have top five wide receiver group with D-Hop, A.J. Rondo Moore and Christian Kirk. Um, I don't know if this is lofty or not, but I trust him knowing football more than me. I know that we haven't seen A.J. Green play A.J. Green play a snap with the Arizona Cardinals. I can I we get all of that. We're not going to qualify everything we say by saying that, but. I'll tell you what, you look at DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green on the outside, Rondo Moore and Christian Kirk potentially on the inside or outside for either of them. And you have Chase Edmonds catching balls out of the backfield with Kyler Murray's legs. That is a recipe for a successful offense. Now you just have to utilize it. I mean, is there a weakness? Like we looked at it and we're like, is a wide receiver group good enough? They sign AJ Green. But now when we're seeing things kind of mold together, I don't know if it's just excitement for the 2021 season to start and it'll fall flat or if this is actually going to, bring some credence into this offense that could take the Cardinals to a playoff level. I just don't know which one it is yet. What AJ Green gives you is the ability for those guys like Christian Kirk, like Rondell Moore to be in more ideal situations to be successful, right? Those young guys and Christian Kirk, not we. I don't know if we can call him young anymore. He's, he's going into his fourth season. He's, he's had some success as far as consistency. You know, it could be his son Reddick situation where if you can give, uh, Christian Kirk, a route treat to run and to just focus on those routes and thrive on those routes. I mean, that sounds pretty appealing to me. And and for him to be able to do that, 
Nook to do what he can do. Uh, AJ Green do what he does, and then Rondell Moore just fill in the gaps, uh, you know, all around there with gadget plays and end arounds, and uh, you know, just being moved around and just being a nuisance to opposing defenses. That sounds really, really good, but it's not a complete linchpin. It doesn't all fall apart if AJ Green isn't, you know, 2015 version. But you know, it it then the the pressure comes back on to Christian Kirk to perform. Rondell Moore to perform in his first year. You know, the one last thing, and, and we're gonna we're gonna pivot here to the second segment is what we saw from Christian Kirk down the sideline against a cornerback three is maybe what we'll see this year. Because he's going to be facing a lot of backup corners when cornerback one and cornerback two are going to be tied up with AJ Green if he plays to the 70% of potential that you hope he will from 2015 and DeAndre Hopkins. You're going to see a lot of linebacker coverage from Rondo Moore if he's running in the slot. Like there are ways to utilize who they have on the offense if Cliff Kingsbury can figure out how to plan a full game worth of offensive plays. Yeah. You know, it's it was interesting about that play, and it was beautiful. I mean, it was. I can I can envision it right now. Just uh, Colt McCoy just dropping in the bucket, just beautiful throw. Christian Kirk didn't have a ton of separation, and he goes one. He was hand getting on. his arm grabbed. Yeah, he goes one hand on it. And it's not. We haven't seen a lot of that from Christian Kirk, so that's also something nice to see. And you know what? You know, going back to the Riddick tweak real quick because I think it kind of uh, plays into what we're going to talk about next. It's like the the AJ Green thing wasn't that big of a hot take. It's the fact that he says the Cardinals have top five wide receiver group potential. That's what kind of threw me off, threw me for a loop on this tweet. It's you just kind of have. I mean, you know, let's do it right now because we're going long in this segment. I, I want to do this. This will be fun. We have throw it on Thursday coming up in the last segment. Where do the Cardinals rank game to game against the opponents they play? this year regarding the wide receiver room that's next locked on cardinals but first rockauto.com family-owned business they've been online for 20 years you don't have to go to a chain storefront and say hey help me hey i don't know where i'm doing i don't know what i'm doing i don't know where i'm going i don't know what these barcodes and SKU numbers mean can you help me rockauto.com has everything for you on a damn website go to the website search for your stuff search for paint tail lamps carpet whatever and they've got you covered the prices are reliably low um, you know, what? What are you laughing about? I just think it's it's just funny. You walk into a, an auto parts store and you say, "Hello, kind sir. I'd like to pay 30, 40, 50, maybe even a hundred percent more." Please, just uh, let's do that. Let's Can just you, overpay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. It's like the Dane Cook uh, auto mechanic thing. Exactly. That's exactly right. Um, for those that understand that reference, thank you, and you'll be fans of ours forever. Um, <laughs> prices are reliably low. You don't get upcharged because you're not a manufacturer, which is fantastic. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. Go to rockauto.com, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. 7,000? 7,000? That's what I was going to say. I love to play 7,000. <laughs> Second segment, Locked on Cardinals. Alex Clancy, Bob Rock. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. I think we're over 550 now. It seems like every two or three days we're adding 50 more subscribers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, you can check out all of our old interviews from uh, on there, all of our old podcasts. We have a couple more big names coming up before the season starts. Um, we're going to try and do the good morning football cycle, I guess you could call it. So Kyle, Brent, and Kay Adams, we're coming for you. Uh, <laughs> hoping we can get that before the season starts. Um yeah, at Bob Rack at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Thank you to everybody who's 
stuck with us this offseason. It's only going to get better. It's only going to get better when the season starts. And the um, wide receiver room is part of it. So, Bo, let's play a little game, okay? I'm going to run down the 2021 schedule for the Arizona Cardinals. I'm going to say Arizona Cardinals, wide receiver room, or the wide receiver room of their opponents. Which one would you rather have? Let's start with Tennessee. A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green. Well, I mean, that one's pretty easy, right? I mean, I think you go A.J. Brown, Julio Jones. Well, I mean, is the one seed DeAndre Hopkins? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so it's like it's like a first and you pick first and then second and two when you're playing basketball, right? Yeah, first I mean, I think one second yeah. and two. Yeah, right. it's it's like uh, a team with LeBron James on it versus a team that's more kind of like a little bit deeper. It's got two stars and one's got one star. I don't know. I'd almost push that, but I think you're right. I think Tennessee would probably get the edge. Vikings. I mean, if you're going to come out of the gates like that, I, I, I'm, well, we're on an uphill climb here. This is going to be tough. If, if Vikings, going, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green. I, I take the Vikings for right now. I think the Cardinals. I, I haven't seen AJ Green play for the Cardinals. I'm not going to go off a Lewis Riddick tweet about watching him play in shorts. I'm. I'm not taking it because of that. I'm taking it because DeAndre Hopkins is the best receiver in the league. So if yep. it's a push, I'm giving it to the Cardinals. Justin uh, Jefferson did something that nobody ever has done in the league history. Do it history. again. Do it against cornerback guards. But do he it did again. it already. And Adam Thielen, you know he's really good. Do it again. Uh, Jaguars, Cardinals. Come on. Cards. Well, I don't know. You're surprising me so far. Uh, Rams, Cardinals. This is going to be so fun to debate with Sosa Kremenges. Yeah, we're going to do two crossovers with him. Um, great, great follow at Locked On Rams. Robert Woods, you love Cooper Cup. You think he's probably the most undervalued receiver in the league. I mean, it, it pretty much at this point, especially route running capability. I would agree. Yeah. Uh, Robert Woods again is like a face in the crowd for some reason when he's one of the most productive receivers, not touchdown wise, but receptions and yards wise. It's like it, without it. So, who would you take one of one of the other? I think that's a pretty deep. Uh, wide receiver court. You not only do you have Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby's an interesting guy as far as the tight end position, um, and then also two, you, two. Had, you added two two. You added Deshaun Watson. So there's just I, I I would just give the edge early on just because I think they're proven commodities. They're so consistent that Cooper Cup and Robert Woods and their ability to get up. It, it's just such a and what they do the Arizona Cardinals when you're matching them up. You know, wide receiver versus core versus wide receiver core and those two guys don't have to go up against Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, well, that's true. And I'll give the edge to the Rams also. I will give the edge to the Rams just because, I mean, consistency-wise. But, both- but still, DeAndre Hopkins is the best wide receiver of any of these guys we're talking about. Right. I mean, but it's like when it comes to just depth, you got you to give them the edge. 49ers, Bo, you want to do the, the running backs versus the Arizona Cardinals? Is that what we're going to look at here? Um when you look at Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, um, you got to throw George Kittle in here, even though he's not, you know, yeah. it, there's like two or three guys you do this for. I mm-hmm. would still take the Cardinals here um, just because I need to see Brandon Ayuk do it past the line of scrimmage. I need to see Debo Samuel do it down the field. George Kittle, obviously, you could almost say George Kittle is the most impactful of the five that we're talking about because a lot of times he's going against linebackers or corners that, that are smaller than him when he's healthy. But I'd still take the Cardinals here, and that's that's a big thing. It's like George Kittle, comma when he's healthy. I mean, that's that's so key, especially a guy who plays 
at the speed that he does. He plays the position where you get banged up as a tight end. But yeah, when he's in the game, he's making a huge impact all over the place. You know, I give the edge to the Arizona Cardinals because of DeAndre Hopkins, because of their ability to kind of be so diverse outside of just being the Yak Bros. Brandon Ayuk was very impressive. You know, looking yeah. back at his numbers, over 700 yards in just 12 games, you know, he, he's a good up-and-comer. But, you know, who's throwing him football? That's a big thing. And his ability to kind of uh, improve as a route runner is going to be so paramount for him going forward. And as we go down this list, look at how many difficult teams the Cardinals are playing this year. I mean, just yeah. constantly. And then it doesn't sure it doesn't e- uh, ease up the next week. The Cleveland Browns, Bo. I yeah. think you I th- take the Cardinals here. Odell Beckham, you know, yeah. when healthy is one of the more electric guys in spurts. But I think this is a no-brainer for the Cardinals, correct? They're going to be a yeah. run-first team this year. For sure. For sure. Um, There's a reason that they, that they shifted to a run-first offense. It, it matches their personnel. If you were talking about this five years ago, Jarvis Landry and, and Odell, yeah, they probably get the edge, but no, that's it's not the case any longer. Houston Texans, let's move on. Um, the Green Bay Packers, this is an interesting one because Devontae Adams is ranked higher in pretty much every list this offseason over uh, over DeAndre Hopkins. They're 1-1A one one seemingly uh, throughout the offseason. Um, I mean, I'm taking the Cardinals here. Like MVS yeah. has to show me something. Uh, who is there? I can't remember the kid that got they got hurt last year. Who who they're really high on in Green Bay? They drafted Amari Rodgers, but yeah. you know I, I think Cardinals. It's a no brainer there. Um, yeah. 49ers again, Panthers. Um, they I I I can't believe that they let Curtis Samuel walk. Um, Terrence Marshall looked pretty good in his debut. Three catches, 88 yards. Uh, the kid coming out of LSU. Very impressive debut. Um, you know, hopefully Rondell Moore doesn't make you kind of go Andy Isabella, DK Metcalf on that breakdown. I don't think he will, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's an easy edge for the Arizona Cardinals. It's, it, you know, are they sneaky, sneakily a little bit uh, better than maybe you would have thought? Sure, but it's not in the same discussion. They're not, they're not even, you know, approaching a top 15 group in the NFL. I'd 100% be okay if the Cardinals never played the never played the Lions or the Panthers again. Yeah. I mean, it's just bore fest regardless of who wins. Just there's no sexiness when it comes to it. Now you brought up DK Metcalf interestingly. Seattle is next on the list. Tyler Lockett DK Metcalf. I mean, you see that the tightest matchups are the one interdivisionally. I mean, so mm-hmm. they don't have any sort of breaks when they play in the division as much as we joke about the 49ers. I mean, Kyle Shannon still Pretty good offensive mind, you know, regardless of win-loss record that Bo likes to remind us of and hat choice. So with Seattle, um, I, you still put DeAndre Hopkins as the best receiver of the four. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, do you give Seattle the edge here for the for the strong one A and two? Yeah, and and uh Russell Wilson's just ability to throw guys open and, and, and make plays with his arm. I think it's just a little bit it's it's better than Kyler Murray is right now at his stage in his career. That's a place that, you know, Kyler needs to improve, but yeah, I would take Seattle with DK Metcalf. What those guys were able to do, both thousand yard receivers, both double digit touchdowns. They've they're they've proven and they've earned the right that group is better than the Cardinals right now. And Gerald Everett's gonna eat. Like, I don't know why people are just like he's gonna be a deep sleeper for me for the tight end group. Like Russell Wilson has never had a better a, a tight end that could do more than Gerald Everett. Gerald Everett's big and strong, and he can finally catch the ball a couple years into the league. Uh, Chicago Bears, Allen Robinson. I mean, you give the edge to the Cardinals there. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. The Rams again. The Lions. Let's gloss over. The Colts. 
the Colts are a wide receiver group of the future. Michael Pittman's going to be one of the better receivers that we'll see. He had a coming out party second half of last season. T.Y. Hilton looked old. We don't even know who's going to play quarterback with them. Um, the Cowboys, Bo. Ooh. Mari I mean, Cooper. Amari, CD, Michael Gallup. Like, they're the best video game team to play with over the last couple of years, right? Yeah. And, you know, Kellen Moore is going to be that uh, head coach here pretty soon. Watching watching Hard Knocks. I mean, Mike McCarthy, <laughs> I just don't get it. Like, we talk about Cliff Kingsbury and we criticize him. And, and there, are few, there are only, you know, I think Cliff Kingsbury needs to show a lot this year. And this isn't going to become a Cliff conversation. But, like, as far as to, to move up tiers as far as head coach. But he's ahead of Mike McCarthy. He's way ahead of Mike McCarthy. Like Mike McCarthy not- was stuck in mud after he got fired, and then that was it. Like he didn't evolve but, at all. What is he? I mean, I I was just watching Hard Knocks, and they they had a scrimmage with the Rams before they played the Cardinals, and like you just see Mike McCarthy. He says all the things like the cliche things that coaches say, but there's nothing to it. There's nothing. It's just empty calories. You know, I yeah. I'm, I mean, there Mike- are. I'm glad he's the Cowboys head coach. I'd love to see them suffer. It's a bad pick. Yeah. I mean, with all the talent. With all yeah. the talent. I mean, I just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting, though. And they finished the season with Seattle. So, I mean, they stack up against the teams they're playing against. And the acquisition of Adrian, obviously, we, we didn't mention Rondo more during that. But quickly, I mean, it's about 50 50. And the NFC West is going to be an absolute battle for the corners. Uh, yeah. You know, as you mentioned, leg up Jalen Ramsey and the Rams. Alex Clancy, Bob Rock, Lockdown Cardinals. Coming up next, Throwdown Thursday. Should Kyler Murray play on Friday? We'll talk about that next. But first, betonline.ag. Bo, the Arizona Cardinals are three-point dogs at home against Kansas City. Does this, like, should they take that as a compliment? I mean, it's the preseason. You know, we don't know how much we're gonna see from uh, from Patrick Mahomes. You got to imagine, like it's 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 more than a coin flip in in exhibition play. Like three points as home home as the home team. I don't know. It, it seems like that's an easy bet for me, and and makes the game a little bit more entertaining. Even though it's you know we're excited for Friday night. Yeah, yeah. throw it on the Cardinals. Let's go. Well, it is that time of year, and all eyes are now turning to football. His teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all your pro and sport, pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including the half million dollar NFL mega contest and the two hundred thousand dollar NFL Survivor contest. Open now at BetOnline.ag. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your one hundred percent welcome bonus, Bo. That's even what? that's 50% more than we got. Yeah, bro. We got new copy. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season open between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to 25 bucks. Bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to horse racing. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for your 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And remember, Sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus with promo code locked on. All right, final segment locked on Cardinals. Alex Clancy Bullbrock, smash the like button on YouTube. Uh, please subscribe. We're 
just going to keep doing this podcast every day, posting it at 12 o'clock Pacific time every day. Thank you to everybody who's watching, subscribing, commenting. We're in the comments with you watching a replay of us and some of the dumb things that Bo says that I chuckle at. Uh, in the regular season, just a heads up, every halftime we will be doing a live – Just we're just going to pop the mics on and react uh, to the first half of the Cardinals games. It's going to be on YouTube and Twitter. Join us. Uh, we'll do about 15 minutes. Recap, look forward to the, ne- for the second half, and then we'll always do a podcast directly after the game commences. Um, Bo, should Kyler Murray play Friday night? Go. An emphatic yes. And here's why. It's not to go in there and get reps and I'm old school and I think, well, you know, guys have always played in the preseason. But look at Kyler Murray's comments. And there's here's a couple. Here are the cliff notes for you. He definitely wasn't mad about not playing in the preseason opener. That I definitely wasn't mad about it. That was his quote. As far as not having preseason last year, I loved it. As far as his comments, as far as the exhibition slate, the preseason is not real. Kyler Murray making his feelings known that he does not like preseason football. But here's the thing. My co-host will always try to, and this is going to be a, a good uh, good way to say this, eat your vegetables. He forces the vegetables down the gullet of whoever is refusing to eat the things that's going to make them better in the end. In preseason football, it's a necessary evil. For your third-year quarterback, if he was, you know, fifth or sixth or seventh or eighth-year quarterback, I think we could all agree, okay, he's a good, he's a proven commodity. He's a, he's a guy that you can rely upon to get his work done and then perform in the regular season. I don't think we're there yet for the Arizona for Arizona Cardinals quarterback, Kyler Murray. I want him to be, I want the organization to kind of say, if you go in there, you're going to have some quick work, you're going to get it done, and then you're, we're going to put you on the sidelines. You can get down to your, your street clothes, your new, uh, your new brand that you just released. You can, you can flex that on the sidelines. But go in there, get your work done, and that's it. Make him do something that he doesn't want to do that's going to benefit him for the 2021 regular season. I'm all in on Kyler playing in the preseason. Wrong. Okay. Mm-hmm. What happened at the end of last season? What happened to the second half of last season where Kyler Murray hurt his shoulder and the team jettisoned out of the playoff race? Mm. Kyler Murray and every other quarterback knows the first preseason, the preseason game they need to play in is week one of the NFL season. Nobody's ready for week one. So when Kyler Murray says he doesn't want to play, what benefit is there going to be for him to say, Dowd, say hike, handoff twice. Dowd, say hike. Throw the ball to DeAndre Hopkins once. Who cares? Seriously, there is zero merit in him getting on the field. He can drink as many Vitamix vegetable smoothies during the regular season as he wants you to get his vegetables down. I agree, and thank you for coining my phrase and trademarking it or using the trademark, but both there is zero merit in him playing on Friday. Okay? No. That, and there's, there's a couple of reasons. You had your chance. No. We don't need to see Kyler Murray. We don't need to see somebody slip through a missed block and have him get sacked and potentially get injured. If it wasn't so close to the Cardinals making this making the playoffs last year and it was completely off uh, off put by his injuries, I may have a different tune. We don't need to have PTSD this quickly compared to where it was last year when when the Cardinals missed the playoffs because Kyler Murray hurt his shoulder and then he hurt his ankle in the in the final thing almost done 
Listen there to is all nothing helicopter parenting going on here. Okay, sure. We're not talking about next week. We're talking mm -hmm. about week two. Everybody plays in the third preseason game. Okay, and I know there's normally four, but even more so, we will revisit this next week when there will be an emphatic yes, he should play probably no. a half next week. This week, lay in your recliner, baby. Eat your fruit that Cliff brings out for everybody. Play your video games. Play on your Nintendo Switch on the sideline. Chill with DeAndre Hopkins and AJ Green. Enjoy your night. No. I mean, what? how many opportunities, especially during the preseason, are you going to be? This is the last home game. What is the main? What's the whole thing about the NFL football? It's entertainment. And you're going to pay the price of admission knowingly. I'm not. And you're going to go and, and watch Colt McCoy? Not yeah. your friend. He balled out. Patrick Mahomes is going to play. On Friday Stupid. night. It's dumb. No, it's not. Like, how often do franchise quarterbacks really get injured in the preseason? It's more often than not, they go out there and they get their reps. Carson Palmer said when he was the quarterback of this team, going out there and getting hit is was important to him. To get that feeling again. Just so he's used to it and ready to go for the regular season. That's important. And, you know, I'm not saying I want to see Kyler Murray get squared up. But just get some contact, get out there, get that good soreness going, get that gameplay soreness, and then get out of there. I I think that, that that would be huge, especially with incorporating a new center, new playmakers. You've got a new backfield with you. I think that there there is value for him getting in there. Well, I'm undefeated still. Alex Lancey, Bullbrook, Locked on Cardinals. We'll talk to you tomorrow.